Good morning. Good day. Good evening. Good. Good. Life. No, great. Good is the enemy of great. Great day to you, wherever you are, listener, uh, wherever you're listening to this to, uh, listening to this to, listening to us from, uh, this is the greatest song you never heard podcast, and uh, I am obviously fumbling over my words, but we're hoping that today we'll find you an earworm that will stick in your brain and uh, lighten up your day and give you some headway towards being the best version of you you can possibly be. Does that sound inspirational enough? Yes, it does. By the way, like a sprinter that's running hurdles and just catches a toe on one. Yeah. And then just catches a toe on the other. Yes. There's a few hurdles that you maybe stumbled wow. through at the beginning. That's true. But you you made it past. You know, it's because you're not used to it because I'm normally so much more professional. <laughs> that's right. When we're off Eric, like he's just you know, like sil- silver tongue. Speaking of which, yes. do we not sound amazing right now? I, I like it. Phil, uh, Phil invested in some uh, microphones for us. Uh, it was a birthday gift. Yes. Uh, well, somebody invested in some That's microphones right. for us. And so we actually used to share a single microphone like uh, Donnie and Marie Osmond. That's right. Uh, but now we've moved on to our own microphones, more like the Osmond family. I would like to think more like Sonny and Cher. But okay. That's, yeah. Okay. So does that mean I can beat I got, you up? I got you, babe. <laughs> uh, welcome to the show. Phil, uh, do you have a song prepared for us today? And by the way, if you don't know how this show works, oh, gosh. Uh, we show up here today. Each of us have a song in our back pocket. The other one has no clue what it is so i today i'm going to be hearing this song for you with you for the very first time all i'll have is a lyric sheet and that's partly because i'm deaf and i can't actually hear the words to the songs so and phil tell doesn't us more. read either so that's a problem but <laughs> yeah so uh yeah the here's gosh how do i want to frame this do you ever have tr- trouble sleeping uh yeah once in a while really not very often but yeah and what do you do to to get to sleep um i close my eyes Okay, when you're having trouble sleeping, what do you do to get through to, to get through that? Um, I do two things. Uh, number one, <laughs> I read this awesome trick that the uh, Navy fighter pilots use, uh, you know, because they have to sleep whenever they can. Right. Uh, so Even if I, it's like eight minutes or something, you just do a quick. So I close my eyes and I start visualizing a blue lake and and being in a hammock, looking at the blue lake, uh, and typically like, that will like within a two minute, three minute period, put me right back to sleep. Nice. I, Visualization. Yes. Who would have known we would have gone there? Sometimes I read really boring books. Like Mindsight by <laughs> Daniel Siegel. By the way, this um, is actually a great book. It is a great book. I think I might actually have that. I haven't started it yet. But anyway, we digress. <laughs> we from, do. Uh, music to you know personal growth. Yes. Mindset. Mm. Positive paradigms. Mm. Back into music. Yes. And I do have a song lined up. And it might have something to do with... Uh, Sleep deprivation. Oh, fascinating. Uh, Should we just get to it? Let's just jump right in, Phil. Okay. Thank you. 
Well, that's a deep subject. And you're still awake. I am still awake. Uh, any thoughts about this song? Other I've, than the fact that there are really basically only four chords the entire song. I, I don't mind that so much. Uh, lyrically, All over this is the single most unique song that you've ever brought to the table. Okay. Um, I, I can't tell. Like typically with a song like this, my questions are... Who's the author talking to? Who's the audience? What are they trying to convey? What message are they sending? And and what I heard, and this was like a demented lullaby. Um, I have no clue who this artist is, by the way. It doesn't even like this. Should be fun. Yeah, I have no clue. I, it's it's an interesting song because I can't. I couldn't really figure out 
what the artist was trying to say. Uh, and it's interesting because um, I've been thinking a lot about that concept because I just watched the Beatles yeah. uh, doc. Well, the first two episodes. I haven't seen the third one yet of the Beatles documentary, uh, the Get Back one. Yeah, it's uh, it's on Netflix. Uh, Apple TV. Apple TV. That's right. And one of the things that I realized when I was listening to uh, watching them compose the greatest, some of the greatest songwriters ever composed songs, they were it very rarely looked like they were trying to think through, here's what I'm trying to say. How do I say it? It was always just, I'm going to say something and see how it comes out. Well, as anybody who's done any writing uh, and you will get writer's block. Yeah. First of all, people don't understand. You don't just sit down and write, whether it's music, book, whatever, right? When you have that writer's block, what do you, this is what I've been told to do. Just write, just yeah. write, 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 write. Even if you have nothing to say, just, I have nothing to say right now. I'm just, um, oh, except for, and then it starts, the, the, the channels start opening. In music, same sort of thing. If you just sit down and put something out that you have an idea already in mind. Mm. But if you're trying to get it perfect the first time, it's just not going to happen. Right, right. You know, and so you even made reference before we started, before we hit the record button, that uh, when Get Back was written, it was while waiting for other Beatles to show up. Yeah. And you're like, you know, it's like all of a sudden there it comes and becomes one of their most popular of 8,000 songs also. Right, right, right. But just get that process going. So I don't know what this person was thinking, but I do know why the song was written. Uh, uh, there's some lines in this song that really stood out to me. Uh, my mind, swimming pool, mm-hmm. still looks like the China Sea. Uh, that was one of the lines that I was like, that's really, really well done. Uh, micro flashing neon lights was a pretty interesting line. Right at the front end. Yeah. yeah. Um, at first I thought this was going to go somewhere and, and actually like, this was the like fake start, especially when like the first line is close your eyes and you'll see micro flashing neon lights. And I thought, okay, here comes the drum build. And right. but it didn't go. It just stayed a lullaby. Yep. Um, they, they took a giant risk. Uh, if this song has been written in the last 10 years, uh, they took a huge, huge, huge risk by using the word moist. Yes, they did. <laughs> which is one of those words I don't understand why certain people have a distaste for, but. Oh, I. It's one of the great words of the world. Yes, it is. Um, I wanted to just before I, you know, pull back the curtain. Yeah. I want to play the next cut. Okay. Just a portion of it. And I'm going to do it on my phone. And you can't look. So here we go. Ready? Same artist. Is this Manfred Mann? <laughs> you got me on this one. You totally got me on this one. It's Yoko. No, it's not. It's not Yoko Ono? No. That sounds a lot like Yoko Ono. It's Deborah Harry. Really? Yes. Wow. That's Her... Blondie. Wow. Yeah. So in 1979, yes. they released an album called Eat to the Beat. Yes. Really my favorite song on the entire album, too, is Eat to the Beat. Okay. I love that uh, song. But this song was written in 78. Okay. When uh, both Deborah Harry and Chris Stein in the band were delirious. Dear, 
Deliberately? Deliriously. Oh, deliriously. Well, I don't think it'd be deliberate. Hmm. I don't think you'd want to be sick, but deliriously sick for much of their 78 European uh, tour. Fascinating. They couldn't sleep. They, wow. You know, show yeah. after show after show, right? They wrote the song about the difficult time and original, uh, originally thought of titling it The Desperate Hours. Hmm. But it's such, um, it's such a opposite of what Blondie was. Yes, yes. Which I find fascinating. Yes. That bands can, you know, there was a, a documentary on Leonard Skinner once, right? Mm-hmm. So Southern rock band. And this piano player for Leonard Skinner lived in the country in a nice place, had a grand piano on his deck, would play Mozart, Chopin, things right. like this. I mean, these, the really good bands yes. are fantastic musicians. Yes. But we rarely get to see that because they're pushing for success. Right. And you gotta, the more people you get to like your music, the more successful you are. One of the interesting things mm-hmm. about Deborah Harry and, and Blondie in particular was she was really involved in the avant-garde art scene in New mm-hmm. York at the time. Yeah. Um, like Warhol was a good friend of hers, um, you know, those kind of things. And, and what was interesting is she was always trying to push the limits uh, artistically, but was caught in that trap of uh, producing hits. Uh, do you know the story of... It's kind of like Lady Gaga, right? At the front yeah, end, I mean, very just, simple. Only you know, she can't sing for, to save her life, and that's a whole well, other story. I understand, but <laughs> musically, she's a very good musician. That's true, that's true. But the, the thing is, she wanted to be noticed. Yes. It's like, just put your talent out there. Have you ever heard the story of how um, Heart of Glass got mixed? Mm-mm, no. So Blondie's in the studio, and everybody, this is 78, when they were doing the Heart of Glass album, mm-hmm. uh, and they had been recording this album night after night, and what would inevitably happen is a bunch of people in the studio would get so stoned they couldn't work anymore. And they were meeting, it needed to meet a deadline. Right. So one night, the engineer was so stoned he couldn't actually function anymore, and they look over to the intern and they said, hey, we need you to fill in here and do this. We gotta get this song done. And he engineered Heart of Glass, and that's the cut that made the album. They didn't re-record it. That's the actual cut that they ended up sending to master. Really? And the, and the intern's name was a, a young man named Don Was, who then went on to be one of the most famous producers in the 80s ever, ever, ever. He's considered like legendary. In and he probably didn't ever get stoned because that's, you know. No, because he had to go out and, and get pizza for everybody. Exactly. Yeah. Unbelievable. Yeah. So I, I like this song. Um, it's... it's it, I like it more now that I know that it's uh, Blondie, actually, to be honest with you. And I don't know why that shouldn't that shouldn't taint my thinking. But No, but there is a, a portion of the, uh, is it a credibility aspect to it or something like that? Mm-hmm. I mean, when you know it's a, it's a bigger name or a name that at least has had some success, I guess it could carry a little bit more weight hmm. than someone that this is the only song they ever wrote <laughs> and they happen to get it on Spotify. When you, you played know. that next song, I seriously thought it was Yoko screaming. No. <laughs> No, but that's the beauty. That album, when you hear that next song that follows this song, yeah, I just like those are two completely contrasting. You know, there. So uh, Phil and I were talking before the show started uh, about a documentary on uh, also on Apple TV called 1971, the year that music changed the world. Uh, one of the episodes features a David Bowie focus, and a number of episodes actually have Bowie in there. But yes, but this one focuses on yes. his album Hunky Dory, yeah, which is the album that he did right before he did uh, Ziggy Stardust. And it's interesting because that album 
album Hunky Dory was released in 71. I'm a huge David Bowie fan, but I love David's 80s music and on. I haven't listened to a lot of his early stuff. Uh, and so I went back and spent about three hours listening to the album on repeat, and it is spectacular. And so what I, the reason I bring that up is I feel like I need to do that now with Blondie. That right. I might need, because I was too young to listen to Blondie. I, I wasn't, she was just a few years before I got into sure. popular music. Uh, and I never have done a deep dive on her catalog. And so I feel like I might need to go back now and uh, check out a little bit of Blondie. You know, it, it will be a, a good thing to do. Yeah. But with Bowie, I never was a huge Bowie fan. But seeing the early years, I'm like, my goodness. You know, he was in dresses and long hair. And it's like not the Bowie we we knew later He was the first actual musician who realized, and he says this in the interview, he was the first musician who realized you don't have to be on stage who you are in real life. And to that point in popular music, the Beatles were getting condemned because they had long hair. The Monkees were getting condemned because they didn't play their own instruments, even though later they did. You know, you get all these, the Rolling Stones hung out with bikers and those, and it was, there was, there was no difference between what was on stage and what was being recorded. Right. And he was the first person ever to go, I'm going to wear a dress. That's not who I am. Yeah. I just want to wear a dress on stage or dress up like an alien or any other number of the weird things and he, he did. would do. He would do these little small gigs of whoever would show up. Right. College campuses, people's apartment. Yeah. I mean, it's really interesting. And yet something caught fire. Boom. And there he, there he went. He had the talent. Yes. You need to be able to sustain that and scale it. So what's the title of this song today? It is called. Go to is, sleep. It's close. It's called Sound Asleep. Okay. Three three words. Yeah. Sound Asleep. I like it. I would say it's probably one of the greatest songs I've never heard. Well, I'll tell you, you know, it's not going to be for everybody. By the way, all of these songs aren't going to, uh, you know, resonate with everybody who listens. But hopefully it'll help expand your mind to go out and listen to some of these artists. Can I cross-promote another podcast that Please is a do. music podcast? Yeah. Uh, there's a, one of my favorite podcasts of all time is called Song Exploder. Oh, yes. Um, and, oh, and the so reason good. that I love that that podcast is, and the premise of that show is he actually interviews the artists who do songs and then breaks down the entire song track by track on how it was originally conceived, written, and you get to hear the tracks as they're being done. That's uh, but he does an episode with Metallica. And I was riding in the car with my wife and I started playing this episode for her and we get three quarters of the way through the episode and she goes, they're brilliant. She doesn't like Metallica. She would never listen to Metallica. She was like, this is such a cool song. And she doesn't even like the song per se, but she was so taken by the process and the the genius of the musicianship. Uh, I find it worthwhile once in a while to listen to a song that you don't like. Uh, from a critical standpoint and just analyze it and think about it and think about why you do and don't like it and at oftentimes you will find at the end no I actually do like that song even though my first inclination was I don't listen to that kind of crap well and what do we say at the very beginning when we said uh, somebody sits down and writes it's very difficult to sit down and write a hit song that's true okay you write some songs and then they start unless your name is Ed Sheeran well (laughs) it's debatable that's just my opinion but um that song, right? Yes. You're listening to in a very critical ear. Yes. Every aspect, every step of the song. I guarantee you that wasn't the way it was laid down at the beginning. Right. So you 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 write it, you play it. Sounds great. But what if we tweak this? Or what if we change that? How about a different key? You know, and all of a sudden, all of these di- different aspects of a recording process right. start taking on a life of its own. Now, it's funny you mentioned that because in a few weeks... 
I have a song for you that's going to fit the epitome of what you just said, and I can't wait to play it for you. I can't wait to hear it. Phil, thank you so much for bringing this song. Tell us a little bit more about how people can find us online, how they can get in touch, how they can leave their feedback, and how they can share this with their friends. Ooh, I like that. The easiest way, of course, is just going to the greatest song you never heard.com. Yes. No podcast in there, just the greatest song you never heard.com. Yes. Dot com. Uh, Sorry, I won't sing, but that's the easy place. And we have buttons on there that'll spread you to wherever you want to go. Wherever you listen to your podcast, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, whatever. You can also find us um, on Twitter, G-S-Y-N-H Podcast. And of course, Facebook, The Greatest Song You Never Heard. Uh, we'll, we'll get you to where we want to be. And, and we even have a Spotify that. playlist. Yes, we do. It's called The Greatest Song You Never Heard Playlist. Really? No, I'm not even joking. That's crazy. All right, with that, we will see you next time on The Greatest Song You've Never Heard Podcast. And thanks for listening. Thanks for listening.